Have you ever held back from sharing your faith, especially with people of other faiths and cultures? Welcome to the I Hope Empowers podcast. This episode is from I Hope Ministries Blue Cord series for women. I'm your host, Karen Bajani, and here's a fresh dose of inspiration to embolden you to share Jesus with women of other faiths and cultures. It was always encouraging that I knew that it's not me. It's not me. I'm not going by myself. It's not my power or my strength or my skills or my whatever. It's God. Hello, friends. When was the moment you first realized that God loves you? Not when you knew it, but when you really believed it. Today's guest will never forget when she first believed that God loves her because love was rare in her family and culture. But before you meet her, I want to give you the backstory behind the name of this podcast series called The Blue Cord. When I was growing up in the cornfields of America's heartland, 93% of Americans identified as Christian. Just a couple years ago, that had slid down to 65%. Now people of many faiths and cultures live here, and we can go across the street and tell them about Jesus, just like Jesus told us. Yet most Christians aren't even thinking about it. Well, something similar happened to the Israelites in the Old Testament. They weren't living out what he told them to do either. So in Numbers 15, 37 through 41, God gave his people a symbolic reminder, a tassel with a cord of blue on the hem of their garments so that every time they saw it, they would remember him and his commands rather than follow after their own hearts. Well, the blue cord was a symbol of God's divine commands that they serve a holy living God who left instructions for how to remember and trust him. Inspired by that blue cord, I pray this podcast will change the way you think about sharing your faith with women of other faiths and cultures. So let's get started. Today's guest, Amy, grew up in a Muslim family somewhere in Asia. Well, that's not her real name, but she is living in America now, and she's a passionate ambassador for Christ. Hello, Amy. Welcome. Thank you. Now, Amy, let's start with something fun. When you were growing up in Asia, what's one of your favorite childhood recipes that you're now dishing up for your children here? It was actually stuffed cabbage. I know in uh, different places, it's a common dish. I know that the Greeks have that and in our part of the world, we have the stuffed cabbage, which uh-huh. was hard in the beginning to get right ingredients because everything tastes different. Uh-huh. But it's like rice with meat, with fried onions and tomatoes and stuffed in the cabbage with tomato sauce, all kinds of spices and herbs. I love it. So when I was growing up as a girl, there were two spices that my mom used all the time. It was salt and pepper. What were two spices that your family used all the time? So we always used three, not two, but three all the time. It's salt, pepper, and cumin. All the recipes go with three ingredients, salt, pepper, and cumin. I love it. So here's a great question for you. I would love to know, how did you come to find and follow Jesus in your home country? Tell us the Mm -hmm. story about that. Thank you for 
this opportunity to share my testimony. So I was grow up in Muslim family, with uh, but when I was growing up in a in a culture where I would see that not only in my family but in the life of my relatives and friends and neighbors, I would see that people would not be expressing their love or affirmation towards each other. So I grew up not hearing my parents express their love towards us or us expressing our love towards our parents. And also I grew up in a family where there was a lot of abuse going on. My Mm -hmm. father, he was very abusive emotionally, verbally, and physically. And I grew up by seeing how my mom struggled in her relationship with my father. And I would not understand why she does not want just end her marriage and get divorced. But she would always tell, I have three daughters. And for your future marriage, I have to stay in this relationship because there is not a lot of possibility for you get married when the father is not present in the family. So basically, my mom, she sacrificed herself for the security of our future. And also, my parents, they would have friends who would come hang out with their kids and we would go. I'm not talking about one family. It would be like five, six families gathering together and always hanging out. And one of the families at the time, they accepted Jesus. And whenever they would come to the gatherings like that, they would always come with Jesus and they would always share about Jesus. And uh, other families, they would get frustrated with that and they would say, hey, you know, if you want to continue coming and having relationship with us, you should put Jesus at your home and come just yourself. And basically, after a little time passed, they stopped hanging out with that friend and they would stop coming to the meetings because they were not welcomed. So growing up in the family with an abusive relationship and seeing my mom struggle in the family, I would see myself having a lot of bitterness inside me and that bitterness would bring to the angriness and that angriness brought me to the place where I hate my father. I would not Uh openly show it to my father, but I would struggle a lot inside because I would not know how to approach or how to be nice to my father, seeing him not be good to us, to, to his kids and to my mom. And that family who accepted Jesus, the time passed and after eight years, They came to visit our family. At the Uh time, it was just me and my sister at home. My parents were visiting relatives. They came. I was surprised to see them because I think eight or seven years passed by. And they came. We welcomed them. We put tea. We put sweets. We had tea. And while we had tea, they started sharing about God. They started sharing about Jesus. And the most thing touched my heart. It's the verse from Romans, which says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Knowing that, that Jesus died because he loved me, it was something incredible. Because I think growing up as a child, I always was hunger for love. From my parents, from other people. And when she shared this this verse, 
it just blowed my mind. And I mm. wanted to know who loves me. Really? Am I worthy? Is there someone who interested in me? Is there someone who really loves me? And that thing drove me towards Jesus. And I accepted him that day as my Lord and Savior. And after that, God did incredible thing that he healed my heart from bitterness and anger and unforgiveness towards my father. I looked at my father and I couldn't recognize my feelings inside because they were totally transformed from the inside out. I remember when I started walking with Jesus, right? Jesus told me, go to your father and tell him how much you love him. And it was an awkward moment because it's not a cultural thing to do, as I shared in the beginning. But I said, if you tell me so, I'll do that. I came to my father and I looked into in his eyes and I said, Father, you know that I accepted Jesus and you know how much he loves me. But I want to share with you how much he loves you. And my father started crying. He was crying. I never saw my father crying in front of us. Never. But that was moments when I believed that God touched his heart. And my father looked at me and he said, thank you, daughter. I want you to go and grow wherever you're going. It's a good place. I want you to go and grow in that because I see a lot of change in you. So that's my story. Well, I'm crying right along with your father as I hear this story. And you know what? I can't help but think how many people here in in North America and around the world maybe have thought about holding back from sharing their faith because people told them, well, we don't want to hear about Jesus here. And the same thing happened to the people who told you about Jesus, but they persevered and came back. And I, I wonder how they felt when you said, Yes, I want to accept the Lord right now. I can only imagine. So in that moment, you went on to lead your dad to Christ. I mean, how did that make you feel? When God healed me from unforgiveness and bitterness and anger, right? It was some strange thing for me because I never experienced forgiveness. I never experienced being free from bitterness and anger. And looking Mm -hmm. into my father and have that compassion and have that love and understand that he loved us and he showed his love as best as he could or as best as he knew how to love. So there was no judgment towards my father. And it made me, you know, I fall in love with Jesus even more because I remember that moment when uh, I think six months passed since I accepted Jesus, I brought a videotape to the house. And that videotape was about the story where the brother sold Joseph to the slavery, right? And uh, when we watched that movie together as a family, my father was nonstop crying the whole movie. And when we finished watching, I looked at him and I hugged him and I said, why did you cry so much? Is there anything you want to share with us? Because my father never shared with us his childhood. But then he told me that he grew up like that. He grew up in a big family where he did not feel love. He was always the boy who did not get love, did not get even close to his father. Whenever he wanted to hug or come and sit on the lap of his father, his father would say, no, not you. 
and he would call his um, other son to to let him sit on his lap. So he always would always grow up in the feeling that he is not worthy and he is not loved. Mm. So, yeah, so it brought me to a deep understanding that my father expressed his love towards us the way he knew the best. <laughs> so there you were, you had become a follower of Jesus. Your father had mm-hmm. too. Did you go on to share your faith there with other people? Yes, of course. After you accept Jesus, it becomes part of your life because that news, that happiness, that kindness, that compassion, what God shows you, you cannot hide inside. You want to share with others. And if it's okay, I'll share. After I came to the States, I had an opportunity. God purposely put, I believe, that my neighbor was actually from the neighbor country. And we would speak the same language. At the time when I came to the States, I would not speak English well, but she would be speaking the same language. So there is no language barrier to share with her, right? She was a very practicing, dedicated Muslim who goes five prayers to the mosque and all this. And she would come over with her kids and she would see Bible and uh, she would be very surprised. But I would keep praying, how can I approach her? How can I share with her? Jesus, give me a wisdom. And God told me, just share your life. Just share your relationship with me. Just share what, just witness what miracles I did in your life. And that's what I would do. I would just share with her, with my relationship with God, what he told me or how he healed me or how miracle he answered my prayer. And the interesting thing is she would come up with the stories like that, too, and she would come and share with me. But then time passed. That lady actually accepted Christ. Now she's a follower of Christ. And after time passed, we get together and uh, and she told me, you know, at the time when you were sharing with me all this testimonies and all these stories from your life, I was so surprised and ashamed that I do not have that close relationship with Allah. Yeah, she would tell me, I just made up all these stories, so my faith in front of your faith would not look like I'm less or I don't know God. What did you (laughs) think in that moment when she said that to you? What were you thinking? I thought that I'm so thankful that I know God and all who wants to know him. It's an open relationship that God's so close to his creation that he is not so far away. He's so close and he wants to have that relationship. And it's so hard to see people that they think that they know God, but they don't know him. Mm. They are Mm. so far away. And of course, they are prayers, maybe whatever they studying, right? Probably saying that they doing something good towards God. But it's so sad to see that they don't know the true true way true way and truth and they don't have that taste. Once you taste that relationship with God, you don't want to go back. You don't want to trade that taste and closeness with God with anything. 
And I am so glad that she is now have that relationship and she knows what is it. When you came here to the United States, you faced some hardships and some challenges that people who've lived in the United States all their life have never faced. What was that like for you to come here and, and start life anew? It was good times and, of course, challenging times as well. Because I came as an international student, I couldn't speak language. There was a cultural barrier because in our culture, we are so like open and friendly. We engage with each other so fast. But here in the States, I did not see that. And it was so hard to be connected. Even when we went to church, I tried to make friends, but it was so hard to get into like deep relationship, deep level, not only knowing friends, but you want someone whom you really can call a real friend. You know, that's what I was looking for. And it was so hard. And I understand like the business of the life and, and the schedule and kids and other things comes on our way. But I think it would be nice if we would not put the barriers or uh, walls in our relationship with people, but approach with love and simpleness and and be friendly with one another. Mm. That would be helpful. Yes. Well, since then, your English is lovely. I understand you very well. So... I'm just curious, how do you live out sharing the good news about Jesus just in your everyday life now? I know you have little kids and your life is busy and full. Is there even ways that you can be sharing your faith around your life? Of course, I always pray. I say, Holy Spirit, just guide me to the people whom you know and whom you already put on my path because a lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of time we meet a lot of people but are we taking that calling approaching people not putting all this barrier what they will think uh, what what happens or if i say something wrong or if it will sound silly or, or all these thoughts we need to put aside and just trust god because his name is emmanuel which means God is with us, right? So when we go, we go with God. We don't go by ourselves. We go with him because we share the gospel, but the results brings God. We can't bring people into their knee or understanding the kingdom. It's only God can do that. So we go with him and we just openly share our lives. Like recently I had an opportunity. One of my friends told me, come over, I'm inviting my friends over. And just will have dinner. I said, okay. So I took my kids and while I'm driving and it's like 40 minutes drive, I was just praying and God just lead me to the prayer where I was just saying, God, if it's your opportunity, if it's you, please, God, build that conversation from their mouth to speak about God and spiritual things. And I would love to share if it's the time. So I went there, I met them. I've never seen them before. It was my first time. But while we share a meal and having this conversation, uh, one of the ladies, she asked about spiritual things about from my friend and she answered her. 
And then she asked me, what about you? And I said, that's what we prayed. And I just stopped sharing. I did not go through like God and forgiveness or anything like that. Just my testimony, what God did in my life and how deep is it and how beautifully God turned this life into something good, into something meaningful, into something beautiful. It it was at the time when I finished the sharing, it was so silent (laughs) that I know that deep in their minds, they were thinking and reflecting their lives with mine. And one Mm. of the ladies, she even told me that your story reminds me in some ways of my story. And I told her, God loves you and he wants that relationship. He wants you to be free of anything and just be in relationship with him. She said, oh, thank you for sharing. And it's so nice. Thank you. So I was so thankful for that opportunity. Yeah. In that moment, you are an authentic Christian witness declaring his glory to this woman that you just met. Now, I know you have another story about what happened when someone knocked on your door recently. Tell us about that one too. So there was a knock on the door. I opened the door and there was a young man standing and he worked in a company with pest control. He starts sharing me with about all these deals and promotions, what I can get if I sign with them. And then um, my kids came close. I spoke them in different language and he asked me what kind of language it was. I replied to him. And then we engaged into conversation where I understood that his background is a Mormon and that he moved to the place where I live like a month ago. He's new in this area. He doesn't know a lot of people. And since I have kids and I had a guest in my house, I couldn't continue talking with him, but I saw that he wanted to continue the conversation. And I basically told him, hey, if you want to have like more conversation, you are welcome to come to our house on Friday because we're inviting some friends. And since he told me that he speaks six languages and one of them is uh, Portuguese, and I remember that Friends from Brazil are coming to our house on Friday. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to practice for him and have like sharing meal and have this fellowship. And if he has any questions, we can answer any questions. So I invited him and he was kind of very, very shocked. (laughs) He looked at me and he was like, are you sure? You're not going to kill me, right? I was like, no, 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 no. So come over and we, we will just have friends over. So let's have conversations. So he came on Friday. He shared his belief and we shared our belief. And I hope and believe that God continues working in his heart. It was a good evening, <laughs> good fellowship. So my friend, I love how you are always seeking the Lord direction and listening and you are still in your heart thinking about your faith journey what was the process by which you learned to trust the Lord in order to share your faith I have a lot of miracles in my life to be honest and every time 
when I when you walk with Jesus. Of course, we have uh, ups and downs, right? We have valleys and hills in, in our lives. But whenever I face that dark side of my life, God always showed me that He is with me. I tremendously experienced His presence every time when I shared His truth, His freedom to people. And and it was always encouraging that I knew that it's not me. I'm not going by myself. It's not my power or my strength or my skills or my whatever. It's God. Amen. It's always challenging to start. But once you start and you trust God, God will give you the words to say. And even if the other person with whom we're sharing, would ask questions, and we do not have answers. And it's okay. We don't mm. need to know everything. But we need to be encouraged and know that He is with us whenever we go and talk and do anything. And encourage me and help me to overcome any fear and struggle. Or sometimes I would say, oh, I'm so busy, or I have this and that. And God would just put me and say, there, There is a person <laughs> you have to approach. I love it. Well, you have shared so many wonderful stories, my friend. And just any last words, anything that you think listeners should know about sharing their faith? I pray that everyone who is hearing this broadcast, no matter what, who, where we are in the dark days of our faith, or in the bright side of our faith, or in the trouble, or in the hills, or valleys, it doesn't matter. God is faithful, and God is with us. And when we read the Bible, God always reminds us that it's His strength and not our strength. It's His words, it's not our words. It's His power and not our power. It's His truth and not our truth. I wish and pray for everyone who is listening this that the time can come. We need to share. We need to stay bold. We need to take this challenge and experience God in the new level, that he is with us. And we don't need to be afraid of anything, as it says in the psalm, right? It says, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So if we do his will, he promised that he will be protecting and comforting us and being with us. So Mm. knowing that, and especially when God promised, he stands to his promises. He never fails. He never fails. Thanks for listening to this podcast, a donor-supported series from iHope Ministries. For more bite-sized things to know and do to share your faith with intention, follow us on Instagram at iHope Ministries. Then go to iHopeMinistries.org and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show empower more everyday Christians with the courage, confidence, and know-how to share Jesus in our generation. See you next time.